The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody welcome to the Toku podcast the best show about Tokusatsu you've probably never heard of. I'm always as a J. That's Jay. Fuck it. He didn't even say anything wrong and he still messes up. I know, right? <laughs> uh, today we're going into Garo because we never did it before until today and we'll get into everything. Uh, uh, so, first off, let's talk about what the show is. It's Garo, it's Kenta Mamiya. Full fucking blast. Yeah, yeah, so in 2005, when this show came out, uh, Cheda Amamiya, he was like, you know what? Fuck Toei, fuck all these other companies, I'm gonna make my own Toku franchise with Blackjack <laughs> and Hookers. <laughs> Basically. And, and now it's probably one of the biggest franchises of the Tokusatsu, the tokusatsu genre that isn't owned by Toei or Tsuburaya. Which, granted, is not a particularly high, high, you know, highly uh, broad superlative, but you know. I, I would say if you were if you were to say it in terms that some other people would understand, this is like the ECW to WWE WCW. It's 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 a third place, but it's very distant third place. You know place. what? That's fair. I guess that's a good comparison because ECW, much like WWE, I mean, much like Garo, is incredibly violent. Uh, okay. It is, but I expected it to be even gorier when I when we came into this. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like the 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 shows that come after it are probably more violent because this one was it was violent. <laughs> yeah, but so it wasn't like that's kinda, MK11 seeing brains shit out of there. That's kind of like the the overall thing to say about it is that it's compared to later Garo shows, it's definitely more subdued. So, uh, let's get in basic premise. Uh, there's this guy, Koga, who is Garo, the Golden Knight, and there's these monsters called Horrors, they, which are demons, uh, and then he kills them, and that's it. That's the plot. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there really is no overarching plot to this show, really. I mean, there's, there kind of is, but it, it really takes the background to him, you know, here's the monster of the week, I'm going to go kill it. That's it. And I'm not saying that as like yeah. a negative or a simple thing. It it really works. It's it's almost like a like an anthology type of show where there's it's the same kind of basic premise where here's this monster that's doing something or other and here's this guy and the only real consistent character is, you know, Koga, our protagonist, and he's the the monster hunter. I I think that's probably what caught me off guard at first, because I thought coming into it, it's going to be this this, this story that that's because like the beginning of a story that's been going on for a while. Because I know that every Garo series, I believe, is connected to each other. Mm, well, mm, to to some extent, sort of. There there's a couple of alternate timelines, and then then there's the anime, which nobody gives a shit about anyways, which is its own thing. It's it's, oh boy, alternate timelines. It's complicated. Um, but yeah, a majority of the shows follow the the central timeline, which is Koga and his 
predecessors and his uh, following following Garos and etc. Man, like more timelines. Do we need this? All right. So there, there's only like two or three, and there's there's basically no cross. Only two or three. Well, okay. If you count the anime, that's three. They they don't cross over like ever at all. I don't think there's like a couple of like recurring elements or characters, but none of them are. They're not even the same characters, really. All right. Well, uh. So getting right into it, yes, Koga. I you know what? It's weird. Uh, Koga's probably the one of the only characters in the show that I could actually like be like, yeah, I can. I would. I wouldn't mind seeing more of him, because who else? Who we got? Uh, as to be his, fair, uh, Koga does have the most most screen time. I mean, he's the main character, so it makes sense. I was gonna say t- compared to who we have as his like female lead, I'd rather Koga because I I don't know why I just didn't like Kato. Karu, Karu, Karu. I like she's, she's fun. Uh, you know, I, I like her her whole running plot line where it's her just trying to get paid every week, and that just kind of she just kind of bumbles her way into getting getting fucked with by a by a monster. You know, and Koga has to show up and save her basically by happenstance because you know he was trying to fight the monster anyways, and she she just kind of blunders her way into danger because she's stupid. Well, you're already there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really. I mean, let's. I'll. I'll be. I'll be fair to her that she's not bad, and I actually like some of her scenes. I like some of her plots, and I also like the fact that like, it was. It was funny because at a certain point she wasn't even fucking phased that these things were happening. She's like, um, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I'm trying to remember which one it was where like, I think it was like. I, I think it was like one of the earlier ones. I think it was like episode five or six. It was before Kitazaki shows up, and I'm gonna call him Kitazaki <laughs> from now on. But. It was before Kitazaki shows up. Like, the person just violently explodes, and she's like, oh, again? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I would gets, be like that too, I guess. She's very well adjusted to the fact that there's just these awful, horrible monsters running around killing people. Very Quite weird. fast, I must say. It's pretty weird, yeah. And it, it it's like it doesn't even. She doesn't even lose a beat. It's like really, really fast. She's just like, oh, I guess that's happening. And it, it, it does make her a great foil, both with how she is as a character and how we're just like quickly she just kind of gets adaptive of old Makai Knight shit where it's just oh here are these monsters running around killing people all right now all right fun with it but you know comp- compared yeah compare her to, to Koga because Koga is like Koga's an asshole uh, I guess that's the, that's the bluntest way to put it is he is a gigantic asshole um well yeah uh, okay no He's a nice guy. He just pretends to be an asshole because he's an edgy little bitch. Um, he's like a, <laughs> he's a, he's he's a big softy, but he, he pretends to be a gigantic asshole because nobody would take him seriously otherwise. Have you seen how he dresses? Motherfucker dresses like Seto Kaiba. That's <laughs> like the first thing I saw. Like that's the first thing I saw when I when he came on screen. I was just like, what the fuck? He's got, he's got a full black leather bodysuit jeans and pants and he's got this big fucking white coat all day every day he never wears anything else. he even has the same haircut he's the same haircut like it's the exact same haircut as kaiba and i'm just like what the f- is there like a live action Yu-Gi-Oh? i'm not i'm not aware of because this is it <coughs> oh uh, but yeah so we got kaoru again i like some of her scenes it's just she as a character wasn't really anything. It was just a 
thing. And, and that's really what my my point is, where this is kind of like an anthology show, where since there's no real overarching plots, no real overarching like character arcs too much, there's a little bit with uh, both of them there, but you really could replace her in just about every episode with literally anybody else and the, the plots would not be affected at all. I, I think the I think the problem is for me at least that they kind of set up at the beginning that this is going to be an like an overarching story show and then out of like it kind of like takes a turn like around four or five where it becomes the anthology uh, the anthology premise and it's like you I don't know just that just felt weird to me and again we call it an anthology where it's like it's basically just going run one after another but at the same time they still have I mentioned it to Phil. Uh, let me just get it again because I, I, I said it the way... I, I want to say it the same way I said it to him. Uh, where is it? 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 Uh, oh, yeah. It's right here. It, it has that nothing happens, but you have to watch it for a single second to make sense of the next episode pacing. Where, like, nothing of importance to the overarching plot really happens for, like, 90% of the episode. And then you get like a little hint, except for like the the two origin story episodes for Kitazaki and fucking Ka- uh, Karu, a uh, fucking uh... wow, I forgot his name. Koga. Uh, Koga. What the fuck? But yeah, you get you get those two random origin stories. For, like out of nowhere, I'll, I'll, I, I mean, to be fair, it was cool. It was different. But like other than that, there's really no episode besides like the last five or so. Even then that really feel like they have any purpose to an overarching plot. And again, I, I understand that's not what they were going for, but it made it feel very disjointed, especially like when you started introducing like reoccurring characters, like that one friend that uh, Kaoru had. I don't even know what happened to her. She just yeah, fucking she, disappears. She kind of stopped showing up after a while. And there, there's Maybe some, she got eaten. There's some overarching plots, like the, the whole thing about Kaoru's dad that kind of doesn't really go anywhere uh and then there's yeah that was another thing yeah there's the thing about you know uh the quote-unquote main villain barago you know because he oh he's the guy who killed my dad and uh they don't after his introduction halfway through the show he doesn't show up or get mentioned at all until the last three episodes and well that's uh yeah um yeah but it's not it's not uh, it's bad. I'm not saying this is like a flaw of the show. There's definitely if you go into it expecting kind of more like a, a narrative driven show, I think you would probably be a little little disappointed, but I kinda already knew that going in, so I kinda was expecting it, I guess. I've already seen yeah, it. I, I mean to be fair it, so. it's like like I said, to be fair, from like it's not that I hated that it was not an overarching story. It just the way it came out of left field just made me feel, made, left me feeling like, uh, why? What? Nah, yeah, all right. I suppose if you you go into the show expecting something else, you might be turned off a tiny little bit. But it's again, it's not like a, a flaw of the show. I mean, honestly, I would say it's probably a bonus point of the show because because there's no real major overarching plots. You can really just kind of pick any episode at random, and you gotta nine out of ten chance of it having absolutely nothing to do with any kind of <laughs> working info and you can just kind of 
watch it without having to know anything about the show beyond the the base level premise is that it's a guy with a suit of magic armor who fights demons and that's really one of the best he does the killing of the evils it's so easily accessible and yet at the same time if the actual plot stuff it's so spread far between it almost feels like it it wasn't really worth doing (coughs) it almost feels like they didn't want to like i I, i'm i'm assuming amamiya like wrote the entire thing himself i don't assuming remember if he wrote the entire thing i know he was kind of like the the man in charge he had a he had his hands in pretty much everything in regards to production but as for the actual writing, I don't remember. Because I was going to say, if he was the one writing it, I mean, maybe he didn't want to make it a overarching story, but somebody in his ear was like, oh, if you don't, people might not like it. I don't know. Because it, it didn't feel like he, he planned for it to be an overarching thing. It did feel like he planned more for it to just be it, you know? Yeah, it, it does get that feeling where it's just, Hey, here's this cool world with all these cool monsters and the the the, the magic settings and the the weird hierarchies of power and stuff like that. You know, and just, just it's just an easy vessel to write. Character A gets tracked down by a monster, and Garo has to go stop them. You know. Yeah, exactly. And I and I again, I feel like that's kind of where the show falls really flat for me. Where it feels like it doesn't know what it really wants to be it doesn't want to be story driven does it want to be an anthology does it want to be both i think that's why it kind of like after a while it's just like all right let's get it let's get it going let's get it going i'm waiting for the story here because obviously this is where we're going i think but uh you know we for it for before we really get into it, we should also talk about kitazaki or ray or zero or whatever ginga the, the i thought other, we would get rid of ginga rights. um I thought we were fucking rid of Ginga, but apparently he's back. Uh, he wants to kill Garo because a guy that kind of looked like Garo and also kind of fought like him killed his his stepdad and girlfriend, sister, both. I mean, let's. I, I mean, come on. who 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 hasn't wanted ki- who hasn't wanted to kill somebody over such a silly misunderstanding? I mean, yeah, it's a pretty lazy misunderstanding. He doesn't really, doesn't really do anything. As he just, he's just there to be like, I'm the rival, and then, oh, it turns out it was a misunderstanding, and then I don't do anything for the rest of the show. <laughs> I mean, coming from Fies, you'd think he'd be used to. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, he's a he's a he's from from Fies, so you'd think he'd be used to it. Um, but <laughs> that's uh, really, yeah, he just kind of feels like out of place in this show is just he's here's the, the yeah hunter who wants to kill the hero because of misunderstanding <clears throat> and also maybe kill kaoru because of plot reasons but not really but also he does and it, it, it's it's that type of thing where it's like did you really need a secondary hero like i don't think you did i, I mean I, to me i don't think you did yeah, that's really kind of the thing is that because, you know, unlike, like, Rider or Sentai where it's, you know, merchandise-driven, you know, we, we need to make money on the toys. Gar- Merchandising. Garo doesn't have toys. Well, it, it's got figurines, but that doesn't count. It doesn't have, like, that <laughs> merchandise-driven nature that, that other shows Yeah, do. exactly. 
stuff like that doesn't really feel necessary. Like, there's no real like power ups or anything like that. There's like one or two in like the last episode, but there's no like millions of toys. There's no millions of like things. So, adding a second hero doesn't really feel. It doesn't really. I mean, it works for like world building. So it's like, oh, okay, so there's there's more to this whole Makai Knight thing. There's this whole organization, and there's the different like sections and subsections and like rulings and stuff but as like a like a narrative thing it it kind of feels useless and that that's kind of yeah kind of and overall, that's it's... there is an overall <laughs> where it's the first show it's definitely kind of a growing pains thing where it's you know later entries it kind of handles it all better it kind of integrates the lore and stuff like that better and it's overall handled with like an overall plot and kind of the nature of the show better but here with the original it's well, we're trying to exactly learn what we want to do we're trying to figure out what works what doesn't and it's it feels a little bit messy but not in like a like a bad way it's just a it could have been better and there's definitely room for improvement but at the same time it's not like bad or anything i mean for me I, it was kind of cool to see fucking to see Kitazaki again, I was like, "Oh, hey, I know that guy." Yeah, that's, this was that's, like that's a thing. Like the year after Fize ended, so he he hadn't gotten like gross and ugly like he is nowadays, if I remember correctly from what he looks like. But um, oh, oh, I don't know. It's been a while since I saw. A photo Hold on, of him, I gotta so I gotta look this guy up. I don't now. remember last time. I, I, I don't remember if I saw that it was a photo of him. But it looked like he has a Robert Zadar chin now. So. Uh, Oh, wow. Uh, hold on. I actually got to. I actually got to see this now. Unless I'm thinking of the wrong person. No. Okay. No. Yeah. I was thinking of a different person. Never mind. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I was about to say like that's that'd be a weird fucking like transformation there. I don't know. He's he's got that. Uh, I think he's like half white or something. I don't remember. So it makes sense. Uh, they don't they don't age great. Anyways. Yeah. Back to back to him as a character. He just kind of doesn't really contribute a whole lot he kind of feels like a like when he first introduced he kind of feels like a more subdued version of funny enough of kitazaki a little bit i can definitely see it there yeah um i mean besides that i mean there's not really any many characters i mean you got like zaruba zaruba that's about is, it uh, he i guess he's the the mission control character where he's like the he gives the advice he gives advice to koga and he's He's kind of like a snarky little piece of shit sometimes, but otherwise he's just kind of like, oh hey, here's the monster. Um, he's fun. I like I like Zeruba. He's relatively entertaining. Fucking creepy as hell, but it's you know, uh, 2005 TV budget CGI. It's you know you get what you can. Yeah, the C the CG in this show. No, <laughs> no. Other than the fact that he's voiced by. Our God Hironobu Kageyama, he does, he's kind of doesn't really contribute too much other than just kind of occasionally being like a snarky little prick to Koga. I wonder why he's voiced by Hironobu Kageyama. <laughs> I wonder why. It's a fucking mystery. But okay, so getting into the actual show and just overall itself, I I'm not gonna say that I didn't enjoy it because I did because it's Kenta Mamiya and his fucking. Every time he does anything with action, it's always really good, except when it's in fucking CG. Like, every hand-to-hand -hand fight scene with Koga or with Rei or Zginga, whatever the fuck you want to call him, and anybody else, like, out of suit, it's fantastic. 
like my favorite episode of this series was episode seven, where it's literally just Ray and Koga just fucking going at it the entire time. Yeah, and they're it's hilarious. Fucking fight where they're falling down the skyscrapers like it's some fucking Metal Gear shit. They're having a sword fight <laughs> in midair, running down a fucking skyscraper. Oh, it's great. That, that's what I'm saying. Like that entire episode was fantastic because it's just Ketamamiya is just saying, "All right, I want a big ass fight scene." But Sarah, it'll be like four million yen. I don't care. Big fight scene. The entire sh the entire episode, because that, that's that's pretty much what it is. It's like, it uh, what was it? It kind of reminds me of like a like a fighting game, right? Where like you have the two characters intro, and then the rest is just fighting. And it was like it was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> How do you not love twenty four minutes of just pure fighting? Pretty much. And it, that's that's one of the th the more unique things about Garo is that it's there's this very heavy emphasis on the out of suit action where it's almost entirely the fights are Koga and or Ray fighting out of suits and it's real like real wireworks, real stunts, no CGI, no bull crap, and it's it's so fun. You get to see like really inventive kind of fight choreography because you don't have the the big you know bulky suits you actually have to work around having a real guy again like you know like they used to do back in the good old days back in the good old days <coughs> and they 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 incorporated that well by introducing the kind of the main the main thing about the garo suit is that it's got a time limit and it's probably mm -hmm. the only show ever that has ever instituted a powerful power up form time limit that has actually fucking mattered Not yeah only, because it actually that because multiple times well, they well, they, that's the thing is they that show it the, the show introduces the time limit in episode one and then doesn't acknowledge or explain what it's there for until like the last episode the, the only acknowledgement of it is in like a fucking clip show where zero is like oh yeah he's got a he's got a time limit on it uh, what happens if he run out of, runs out of time? Uh, uh, I don't know. You, you don't want to know, kids. You know, that's it. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, I like it, again, because it's one of those weird little things that you don't really think would be too interesting. It's like, oh, it's a time limit. They're probably going to forget about it soon, whatever. No, that's, But no, that's, they keep going for it, and it's like, that's all the right. That's the that the the entire show they no, never at any point drop the time limit and in fact i i have tested this on several different episodes they stick to the time limit in real life time i if you start a timer when the transformation ends it will the fight will be over before your timer hits the 100 seconds nerd i am a nerd yes that's why i'm doing this show <laughs> oh but yeah i i liked it i like I like that whole thing where it's like it's it's the the that you know they got the time limit they got all this they all everything that has to do with the world building everything that has to do with like Koga and all the the Mankai Senki all all that stuff is really cool it's just when you put it in the sense that this is supposed to have a story I'm not a hundred percent with it because. Again, there's there really is no story, and I and I think that's why I, like halfway through, I was just like, eh, because I didn't expect it. I'm pretty sure the more I like, if I rewatch this show, I would probably like it a lot more now that I know what's going on. Like now that I know, 
all right, this is not going to be story-driven. Just sit back, just relax, have fun. Because my first initial run-through, it was just like, uh, is there a story? Do I, do I got to pay attention? Yeah, like I had said, it's knowing, knowing about it going in, it definitely helps you adjust to that nature a little bit better. And again, the, the later shows definitely do it a little bit better. Again, it's uh, definitely a thing where they, they needed more time to kind of get the, the formula right. And they, they definitely did get it right, and they improved on it. And that's always a good thing about you know, about these kinds of shows is that they, they learn from their mistakes, actually. I mean, shit, the, the fact that he was able to go for, like, he was able to get another show out of this. I mean, was this actually that popular when it came out? At the time, it kind of wasn't it was pretty pretty well liked but it wasn't like super successful because there was there was a tv movie a couple months after the show ended and then Mm -hmm. it would be like five or six years before season two came out and then the only thing in between those was the movie red requiem which um i have not seen but uh the general consensus i've heard about it is that it sucks hot dick uh, I mean, it's terrible. I can imagine. It's bad. It's not a good movie at all. I could imagine. Uh, but yeah, uh, no. At the time, it wasn't like super successful. Uh, it definitely was a thing where later on, it definitely started to catch on more once they they had a little bit more money and a little bit more experience on working on it and stuff like that. I mean, for so. Like, going back into the actual show, because now we actually got to talk about what little plot there is. So, alright, explain something to me. What the fuck was the actual plan of Barago, Baraga, Baruga, Baragon? Uh, so, Barago, who was uh, Koga's dad, Taiga's apprentice, who fell to evil because the dark side of the Force, um, he, he, was, he was tricked by... A super ultra powerful horror called Messiah. He was seduced by the dark side. Yeah, he to uh, to resurrect them uh, because reasons. Uh, he, he doesn't really have any reason other than I'm going to resurrect resurrect the big bad, and that's it. Uh, I guess the generic. Oh well, I promised you that I'll give you all sorts of power, but I was lying. Haha. Kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. And then, then Barago turns out to be a fucking random side character who was only in like three episodes prior to his reveal, and there is absolutely with those zero fucking, fucking sideburns wing at all. Um. Uh, yeah. No. See. Uh, See, see, I'll, I'll at least give it this. It's not as bad as as Zoggy was because there's at least okay. No, nothing's gonna beat Zoggy. Okay, there that's at least impossible. Introduced, introduced in the very, very last episode, and also there was time to actually kind of explain the reveal and have it make sense. But at the same time, that, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's, it's nothing's ever gonna beat. Literally fucking the IT guy coming out of nowhere and being like, I'm evil! Oh, okay. It's like it's like in fucking, uh... What game was it? Uh, 
Final Fantasy IV, where uh, you beat Golbez on the moon, and then, oh, I was actually being controlled by this guy who has never been at all mentioned prior to this point, and then you kick his ass, and then it's never mentioned again. Yeah, that's what Zagi was like. No, I think the only way that it would ever beat Zagi is if it was like, oh, do you remember that homeless guy that was walking in the background in the first episode? Yeah, that's the main villain. And you never, uh, like, you never saw him. Didn't Shibuya 15 do that? But he wasn't a bad guy. He was uh, Kaido from Fies. At least he was, like, At least... consistently in the show. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's a fair point. You win there. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so... Uh, Mr. Sideburns, as I called him, because those sideburns. So Mr. Sideburns is, I think, I think she, she was Karu's. He was Karu's like psychiatrist. Yeah, he was. He was her psychiatrist that she only visited like twice. Um, and he. But apparently, she, she has like free reign of his house and can call him up whenever she. All right, who the fuck is this psychiatrist? I don't know. He's never explained. Like what the fuck? Like, like, legit, it's literally just like, oh, hi, Mr. Psychiatrist, man. Oh, hello, I'm gonna sleep on your couch. Uh, alright. Yeah, sure thing. That's definitely not at all strange for me to allow you to do, because I'm totally not a supervillain. And he, he, yeah, he's obsessed with her specifically because, because reasons. Um, uh, and then, uh, and then he dies. And then he gets better. Yeah. But doesn't. Uh, and then... Koga kills him, and that's it. Uh, it what a waste of... of a fucking suit, I must say. Yeah, the the Dark Knight suit was really, really fucking sweet. I mean, all all the suits in the show are the. Yeah, we should probably mention that. Yeah, the suits are all fucking good. I mean, you know, there's the Garo suit itself, which is you know, it's it's not that awful piss gold color that you always see in these kinds of shows. And you got you got the the Zero suit, and you got a the Dark Knight, and all the all the horrors and everything are all really unique and interesting and uh, varied so they're not they don't all look the same but they have that kind of stylized look to them where you can all tell okay well these are all kind of from the, the same thing all the same show but at the same time they're not like it's not that problem i described with like with sentai where all of the the monsters kind of look like they're from different shows half the time i was because i was gonna say like i i like the the very very shiny shiny look of garo and it's because it's it's a very unique look. Like I mean, yeah, we ha we have like nowadays we have every fucking writer suit going fucking gold for some reason. Like we have that, but like you can tell this was like pl like chrome like chrome plated or you know like it, to make it look like it's supposed to be shiny. And I'm like, that looks really fucking cool. Like it's very unique. I wish they kind of what they kind of did that for Ray. They kind of did, but it's not really shiny plated. Silver is a little harder to do, I guess, than gold. I don't know. Maybe fuck it. Yeah, his his isn't as shiny. I need it to be more shiny. But yeah. Myself, even though it's. I want to see the cameraman in the suit. Look, if you can't see the cameraman in the reflection of anything, you know it's a bad show. Actually, it's funny when you when you mentioned that because uh, I expected that somewhere in this fucking sh in this fucking show. I know there was nowhere there was nowhere to be found. Yeah, well, again, it, it helps that they use the suits so sparingly that they I think they they knew how to plan the shots to avoid stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll say it this way again: Kitamamiya, he knows what he's fucking doing when it comes to these types of things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the plot. 
that's the plot of Garo. It uh, doesn't matter. Pre <laughs> it doesn't matter. Pretty much. Uh, again, it's the the anthology style for it works better than the kind of a trying to do an overarching plot or like a serialized thing. It's it falls flat when they do try to do plot stuff, but at the same time, it's it's not that it's bad. It's a bad story. It's a bad plot. It's just it it does feel a little tacked on at times. Yeah, uh, I'll say this much. Uh, let me. I was trying to. Oh my god, I forgot. What I was gonna say, fuck my life. Okay, no. Uh, god damn it. God damn it. I actually had something to say there. No. Um, like if you're if you want to go into a show literally just to see the pretty colors, I won't lie. This is a pretty good show to just go in, sit down, and be like, "Yep, this is uh this is an action. Yeah, this just, is some just good just action. Pick a random episode, kind of out of the blue, not like near the end or near the like, like just pick like one in like the mid tens or something, and just kind of nine out of ten times you'll probably get a good episode where you're not gonna be confused because you didn't watch every episode beforehand. I'd recommend episode seven because that's the one where literally Koga and Gengar are just like, oh fuck you, no fuck you, and they were just then they just start fighting. I, I'll say this actually, the the cool thing about this show is that as they're fighting, you can see visible sweat on both of them, like they're actually getting tired out, mm. which is really I, that's something I I praised. Uh, we I think you also praised Shibuya Fifteen with, where they when they get hit, it isn't like sure it's still like kung fu action movie bullshit, but they still get tired. They still get like you know exhausted. You can see. That they're getting, they're sweating. You can see that they're they're sucking in wind. I like that idea. I like that because it actually made it, it made the fights feel a bit more grounded. Oh yeah. Again, Kita Mamiya knows yeah. what he's doing with that shit. Uh, show uh, we got Mark Masashi in this show as well as yet oh hi yeah fucking creepo. Although this time he doesn't get to say anything, which is a disappointment. He doesn't get to say anything in Gugadi Budi Bubu Baba Japanese. Well, he gets to, he gets to talk in a in a. Fuck, I, it was like it's basically the equivalent of a Kuga's episode fifty, where it's like a bonus episode on some DVD, where it's just the actors fucking around and goofing about. He gets to talk in that, but that's that doesn't count, obviously. Uh, yeah, that, so you don't have to hear Mark Musashi's one, awkward Japanese. Well, no, because he says it all in English. Uh, it's fun because he's just, he's huh? he's doing this entirely in English, and he's just making like making jokes about how he's pissed that he doesn't get to say anything. I mean, I'll say this: it's Mark Musashi, so you're not gonna you're not gonna get a bad fight scene out of Mark Musashi. No, I mean, fuck it. He's a he does the suit work for Zero, and I forget who others he does the stunt work for. Somebody out of suit, I don't remember, but I know he does the suit work for uh, Zero. I'll also say this: whenever they're falling, and the fact that like they don't cut away from the fall. Like, you can, like, there's multiple times where, like, you can see the actors actually fall on their fucking, like, backs and shit. I'm like, you know what? For a show that you don't know is actually gonna fucking succeed or not, you, you fucking went for it, man. Hell yeah. That, that's, that's commendable, man. Like, I, I wouldn't take that fucking fall. No. Not at all. So, but yeah, I, I think overall this show, again, I, it, it's, I, I'll say it this way. You kind of know what you're getting, 
if you've seen a Keita Amamiya production any time in your life. But you just go in knowing that it's more anthology bit story. Of course, you know, being Keita Amamiya, we forget to mention there's titties. Yes. But there's only two titties. Yes. Only twice. In, in the very first and very last episode. It's a, it's a nice little uh, book. It's like poetry. It. It's like it rhymes. It's like poetry. But yeah, so you get titties. Uh, you get ultraviolence, you get uh, lots of really fucked up horror imagery. I mean, it makes sense. This is a horror series. The monsters are literally... Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say the horror imagery in this is fucking... I mean, the monsters are ace. literally called horrors. I mean, I don't know what the fuck you expect. It's, the, the, again, the, the, like the, the action... I, we should also say the designs for the horrors, that's pretty ace. No, oh, yeah. I mean, all, all the design work is, is great. It's another... And it's another thing about Keita Onomiya, where all of his character designs are really, really unique and really interesting, and they, he, he nails that realistic style well, and it, it makes them look like these are actual kind of creatures that are kind of running about. Yeah, I was actually going to say, because um, well, it's, it's time, one of those things where, like... Uh, whenever they're yeah. CG, especially that fucking clown one, they, they get kind of iffy. But, okay, I gotta say that clown's my fucking favorite. That clown reminded me of the clown from Spawn, except not nearly as disgusting because he's not played uh, by John. I know. Uh. Which granted. No, I was I was thinking like just the episode itself was fucking hilarious. It was like hilarious, yeah. Because it's like the the entire premise is just I'm a clown with these spooky puppets. Oh, what do you do? I make people beat the shit out of each other. Uh-huh. That's that's the fun thing about this show is that you can just have episodes like that. You can just like, oh, what's a cool thing for like a demon to do? Oh, I'm gonna make people like actually tell people how they actually feel and they start fighting, beating the shit out of each other, and that's it. That's you know, I don't need a fucking. Or the other one where it's just like uh, it's like a gambling thing where like you go in, like, it's basically like a little game show you go in through. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, oh, I, I like the I like the idea. Yeah, I like the times where you just go in. Wait, was that guy played by the doctor from X8? No, I thought it was. He looks exactly. Bro, like yeah, him. that's what I was thinking of. Like, I saw his face and I'm like, is that the dude from X8? I don't. I swear I, that's the dude at from X8. It didn't look like it based on his like credits on IMDb. I forgot to check the, the credits on the, the DVD here because I. I as I mentioned, I have the Blu-rays of this because the show is available officially in English, uh, which is a rarity. Uh, speaking of rarities, good luck finding Volume 1 because it's fucking impossible nowadays. Um, but yeah, this uh, Garo is officially available in English. Uh, so far they have the first two seasons, uh, the TV special Beast of the Demon Knight, which was... Which they had like a weird like cliffhanger for in the final episode, which kind of pissed me off. Uh, yep. The movie and a couple like the guidance, but I don't remember exactly what they have. But yes, you. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jay. Your checks in the mail. Well, I'm, thank you, Kraken releasing. Now please get, <laughs> get to fucking flowers of Makai already, you assholes. <laughs> oh my god. But but yeah, I I. Again, I think that the show is going to be better for me on multiple viewings. Just Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like, Hey, bud, yeah? You want to see some crazy shit? Yeah, alright, let me show you this episode 
of this random show you don't you've never heard of where a guy who dresses up like a clown makes people beat the shit out of each other. I mean that that's how I got into Garo. I was I don't remember what I was watching. I was watching some random stream and they're like, "Hey, let's just watch some Garo." And they put on some random episode and I don't remember. I think it was from the second season because it was it was not an episode I remember watching from this batch. But um, that's the thing is you can just kind of like pick an episode out of random show somebody and you, there's a decent chance they'll get hooked because it's. You know, it's not like your average kind of toku show where it's, you know, you get all this really weird shit. It's just kind of like a basic horror series. And it's 25 episodes. You ain't wasting your time. No, yeah, you're not You're not wasting your time. That's that's definitely one of the upsides about Garo. Is that <laughs> they're all relatively short. They're all you know, like 25, 26 episodes. Again, excluding the anime, but the anime is shit, so we don't talk about it. Actually, Gary, you don't understand why the anime is so good. Listen, nobody likes the anime, alright? That's what you said about Ginga, motherfucker. Listen. <laughs> Listen, okay. <laughs> I, ex- I expected when I said that that I was not going to have to deal with some person <laughs> saying they liked it to be a fucking contrarian, okay? Because there, there always is. Every time you say this, Jay, there's that one asshole. Actually, I like this asshole. Well, they don't count. <laughs> They're not people. They're not people. No. <laughs> but, but like I said, like it's twenty-five. I honestly, I would say twenty-four because there's, there's a fucking recap episode. There's a fucking clip show halfway through that doesn't recap fucking anything at all. And it doesn't introduce anything new to the series or the lore or anything. It's, it's, like it was basically just Zadaba being like, oh yeah, shit happens. Yeah, it's like, hey kids, have you... Well, not kids, because this show was aired at fucking midnight for adults. So it's, hey man children, you, you're not been paying <laughs> attention? Well, here you go, dickhead. <laughs> Hope, this doesn't tell you anything, but uh, <laughs> this, have fun. This doesn't tell you anything new if you haven't been watching, but uh, enjoy. I get to hear my sexy voice. Uh... So, I gotta ask, Jay, because we're probably gonna have to watch another one of these uh, Garos soon. Do the three girls ever come back? Or no, matter? they're dead. Uh, they're they're fucking dead. Uh, they they pretty much get replaced with the different kind of hierarchy of the Makai realm in later shows. Anyways, um, they they never come <laughs> back. There's references well, made to them, but not like the three specific watchdogs that were in this show. Uh, well, yeah. that's comforting. Yes, it is because they were they were kind of creepy. Uh, small Japanese girls, dude, they're fucking weird. Yes, they are. They are actually really scary. Oh yeah, one last thing I gotta mention. Uh, Jam Project did the opening, so I mean, uh, you know it's gonna be a good show then. I dude, I, I see that's a weird thing. Like, maybe it's the one that I had, but none of mine actually had the opening. That's weird. I know on the Blu-ray the opening doesn't start until after the clip show, and they they use the opening like once as an insert theme, and that's about it in the first half of the show. Oh no! They, they they almost used it again for like the last episode where like it started up and then it just went away. Yeah, uh, but I mean it's it's a good theme. Uh, I definitely would say it's higher up on uh, Jam Project's lists of hits. So indeed it is. Well, I I, I think I I mean I liked it, but like I said, it was just weird because it was just like ah, uh, 
Wait, why? Why is it not? Why is it? Why am I not getting uh, the actual like song? Yeah. Should I not be getting a song? Yeah, and the first the first handful of episodes is just an instrument instrumental, which is a little weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm sort of interested in where this goes next because, like I said, I I feel like this wasn't. The best way to get into Garo, honestly. Well, uh, at the very least, I remember hearing that uh, Makai Senki is better because, again, they had more time to kind of realize what they needed to do and realized what works. So it's definitely a little bit improved. But uh, for what I remember, it's still kind of the basic like anthology kind of thing. Again, I haven't seen it, so I don't remember exactly. I saw like one episode, I think. Well, let's. Here's hoping that we get to see it. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I really enjoyed the show. It does have some issues, but again, it's it's still relatively new to it. They were still kind of trying to figure out what they were they were looking to do with the the series and the genre and everything like that. So, there's definitely some missteps here and there, but overall, it's a very solid show and it's definitely worth your time. Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say. Um, I mean, it's not a bad show. It's not a crap show. It's it's, it's not it's, it's not even boring. You just have to go into it knowing what it is, when what it's not. Because if you go into it thinking, oh, it's gonna be like, uh, it's just gonna be like this story. It's gonna be like this whole big overarching story because there's all these seasons to it and all this. It's not, and you gotta think of it that way. And, and again, once you think of it that way, you're gonna have a lot more fun. For me, I had a lot. I had a lot of fun when I just turned my brain off and just watched fucking Garo. And again, when I watched Ray and Koga just beat the living crap out of each other. Mm, absolutely. All right. Uh, I, I guess that's it. I guess we just do the fucking wheel. All right. Fuck it. So fucking get, uh, wheel. Get something fun this time. Well, okay. We have. Yeah. Something let's hope. Let's get something. Uh, let's get some weird. Funner. Want to get real weird with it? Oh man, we're gonna get the. Uh, we're gonna have to review the. Uh, what is it? The, the wizard grab your videos. <laughs> what the fuck? You talk. How do you do a review of just those? I don't know. That be that would be weird though. It's like, oh man, I liked I liked it when he took a shower. <laughs> Those are weird videos. Why did they do those? I don't know. I don't know why they never did them after that or even before that. They did it just for Was me. it just like to was it just like Toei throwing so much money at Wizard or just like we already finished we already finished filming. I, uh I guess they were just do this. bored. I don't know. <laughs> I mean they're amazing. They are. They're fucking amazing. They are. They they are probably the best part about Wizard. Which they not... show the they show the most personality. I know, I know, right? <laughs> like just just uh seeing um oh what's this, what's the fucking like Earth Earth uh is it Earth? Uh, oh land. One? I don't remember. Yeah, just just seeing that guy just like going through a depressive state and trying to hype himself up. I don't know why. That's just like mood. <laughs> really that's is. literally me. Uh, all right. So let's do the quick three. Three click rule. I always do three clicks. That was that should have been audible. Hopefully. I heard that. Good, because this week we are da, 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 getting the snippity snippity. Oh come on, man! 
Where are where where we 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 we're going to Weird Town? From what I remember, you said this was weird. Oh god. Going to this one called Mikadroid. Oh fuck! Oh god. Mikadroid. Mikadroid. I don't. Freakazoid. Uh yeah. I've heard about this movie, and I've heard it is absolutely fucking bonkers. Uh, <laughs> I need to see it now. Well, it's on YouTube, so, uh... Oh, no! Oh, boy! Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, well... Should we say what, what this actually is? Because I have no idea what this is. I don't fucking know either. It's fucking Wikipedia page is literally two sentences. Mika Droid. Maybe I can find something here. Mika Droid. IMDB. Uh, half man, half machine. That's it. That's all it says. Yeah, this movie. There's, there's fucking no information about this movie at all, um, which is always a good sign. Well. Well. Let's <laughs> uh, hope for the best. All right. All righty. So that being said. I made you that, Jay. Goodbye. And we'll see you next week.